The following is a hoop ball presentation. It is the box score breakdown presented by Hoop Ball for your 11 slate of games on this the 6th of January 2021. It's a Wednesday. Well, it was a Wednesday, depending on where you're listening and where you watch these games, because some of them were on a Thursday. Hello, I am your host, Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander23, my co-host. Mr. J, you can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. He will be back in tomorrow. Uh, but as I said, presented by Hoop Ball, and they are a fantastic website for all your fantasy NBA needs and a whole heap more as well. Uh, DFS, whole bunch of stuff, but the Fantasy Pass is one of the best things going around, and it's one of the best deals in the industry at just $4.99 a month. And now that we're into the regular season, there is zero commitment. So sign up for one month for just five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But guess what? I know you'll love it. And, um, you know, I'm sure you'll keep going, but it is nice to have that option anyway. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year round. Updating projections, the new Fantasy appraiser tools, scheduled and streaming charts, pickups and drops, our newest and coolest feature, the Hoopball Discord server where you can hang out with all the Hoopball pros and around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team as well. So please do go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com. Click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. Our guest today, there is none. It's just you and I going through today's massive slate of games, 11 in total. And if I get time, I've got a couple of questions that were thrown at me on Facebook. You can find us at Mr. Jolly and the Harlander. Go and uh, like the page. Go and hit us up. You can have a chat to us there as well as on Twitter as uh, well. So let's get stuck into the game, shall we? And the first one, the Rockets 107 ended up losing to the Pacers. The Pacers now move to 6-2. and two. The Rockets 2-4. and four. Uh, let's start on the rocket side. Demarcus Cousins pulled down 14 rebounds in through 23 minutes, adding nine points, one assist, one three-pointer, two steals, four blocks in the loss. It wasn't the most efficient line from Boogie as he went just two from nine from the field and four of six from the stripe. He only committed one turnover while he was out there and the blocks and the boards were nice though. Hasn't gotten uh, any run alongside Christian Wood who sat in this game because of a, well, what they say, a knee injury. He's considered day-to-day. Maybe it's just a chance for him to have a rest. But Boogie tonight showed he is capable of producing solid stat lines still, even when given minutes in the lower 20s. So seeing more minutes alongside Wood would probably help his outlook. So who knows? Uh, Hopefully Wood will return pretty soon. Another guy I was pretty low on, Eric Gordon, scored 20 points, 7 of 15 shooting uh, to go with two triples, one rebound, one assist, and two blocks over 33 minutes. Finished a perfect four from four from the stripe as well uh, and finished without a single turnover. And he's flirting with top 30 value 
on the year behind the averages of 19.5 points, three triples, 1.3 steals, one block and 1.5 turnovers per contest on 43.9% shooting. So congrats if you snapped him off the waiver wire. I'm not so sure that this is going to continue to stick around. Maybe he is a sell high for you if you have him. Um, yeah, just there's something about Eric Gordon for me that just does not feel exactly right uh, at this point. John Wall. He went 12 for 20 from the field, four from four from the stripe on his way to 28 points. He added six boards, three dimes, two steals, and one swat uh, and five turnovers. While he was there, he has truly appeared to recapture his all-star form. Whilst Wall was great, James Harden looked overly passive out there. He finished with 15 points. Five of 14 field goals, four of four from the free throw line, 12 assists, one three-pointer, one steal, two blocks, and four turnovers in 39 minutes. And the Rockets remain winless on the road. I wonder if they'll be able to break that soon enough. Uh, Let's look at the paces. Malcolm Brogdon scored a career-high 35 points, adding four triples, seven dimes, two uh, two boards, three steals, and one turnover across 39 minutes. Brogdon was aggressive from the jump. He got his points very efficiently as well, uh, finishing 13 of 25 from the field and five from five from the charity stripe. He's having a breakout year and is very much, um, you know, more assertive on the offense since TJ Warren has been on the sidelines. Uh, Not that we were very worried about Brogdon's on-court capability. We were just skeptical on on how long it could last. He only made it through 54 games last year, but fantasy GMs may want to test his market value whilst he's healthy and flirting around first-round numbers. In other words, if you want to, maybe sell high, maybe put a foot out there. I probably wouldn't. I've got Brog in a couple, and I will be holding at this point because I think he's been great value. Miles Turner was held to just two points on one of six shooting Wednesday, but he made up for it with eight swats, five boards, two dimes and two steals across 32 turnoverless minutes. He'd scored a 15, oh, well, he had scored 15 plus in his previous four outings, but he shouldn't, couldn't just get his shot to drop today, although it's easy to forgive him when he's racking up swats like that. He's now had two games with eight swats and sits, 13 blocks ahead of second place Rudy Gobert with 33 total block shots this season. DeMontis Sabonis had another superb game with 22 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, one block, and five turnovers in 38 minutes. I love Sabonis. Continue to hold him, buy him, whatever. Although I think if you tried to buy him right now, um, it would be a ridiculous price. Uh, Victor Oladipo struggled with his shot, going 6 from 20 from the 4, 5 from 8 from the line, 18 points over 36 minutes. Just wasn't great shooting for Oladipo, but he rounded out the stat line with 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and 2 turnovers while he was out there. His steal numbers aren't what they used to be, though. 1.3 is what he is averaging. Still, he's flirting with top 50 value this year behind averages of 20.4 points, 6 rebounds, 4.3 assists and 1.9 turnovers on 44.1 shooting from the field and 72.7 from the line. Pretty good for a guy who had an ADP of just 77. And McDermott, if you all rushed out and picked him up after his pretty good breakout game the other day, he came down pretty awkwardly from a rebound. Uh, Did not return, so keep your eye out on his injury stuff 
for tomorrow. Uh, the next game I want to have a chat about has got a bit of a sour note to it. The uh, four and four Cavs ninety four lost to the six and two Orlando Magic one hundred five. Who would have thought they would be six and two? We'll get to the Magic side and why I'm a little bit heartbroken and very disappointed uh, for one player in particular on the Mavericks, uh, on the Magic, I should say. I'm looking at the Cavs, I'm looking at the Mavs, I'm looking at everything uh, on the Magic side. But let's start with the Cavs. And Colin Sexton appeared to tweak an ankle during the game, but he played through it to finish with 21 points, three rebounds, four assists, and a steal, a block, and three three-pointers on eight of 20 shooting in the loss to the Magic, he passed Daniel Marshall for the 20th on Cavs' all-time three-pointers list tonight and appeared to be grimacing whilst dealing with that ankle injury. He played through it, though, and he's having a great year. You want to check on the injury update tomorrow or, or Thursday, whenever you're listening to this, uh, if he is on your roster, uh, especially with Darius Garland still out and expecting to miss at least the next week. Isaac Okoro returned from an ear uh, foot injury. Uh, to hit four or five shots for 10 points to assists. He shot it well, but he didn't do anything else. He is uh, intriguing with Darius Garland out for the next few games. But, you know, as we said, you know, Colin Sexton had 21 points and Okoro really just couldn't get anything going. He's a marginal player to hold right now, I think. Uh, Interesting with the Cavs playing four times in each of the next five weeks. So if that is a thing that you really rely on in how many games you're playing and if you're playing, you know, four a week, Okoro could very much be a guy you'd want to go and look out for for the next week in particular on the Magic side, and why am I very disappointed? Well, my man, Markel Fultz, I grabbed him late in quite a few drafts long before he became a trendy name. He has been diagnosed with a torn left ACL and will uh, miss the remainder of the 2021 NBA season. And what a gut punch. Fultz was well on his way to a breakout season, but it all came to an end after just seven games. Cole Anthony started the second half and hit four of 12 shots on his way to eight points, four rebounds, three assists, one block, three turnovers in 32 minutes. Uh, So while even the shooting might not have been pretty, he's worth a look in just about every league now. Uh, Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier should see some increased playmaking responsibility with faults out for the year. And Vooch should see a minor uptick in usage for, uh, you know, his assists. Even his assist numbers for Vooch were a little bit up. I'll talk about uh, him in a minute. Um, you know, Cole Anthony's got some issues with his shooting. If you can handle that, then, you know, that's okay, especially in a points league where that doesn't really hurt you. He's hit 23 of just 76 shots this season at 30%, but he's about to become that NBA starting point guard as a rookie, so definitely worth a flyer uh, in points leagues in particular. But uh, if I were you, I'd go and get him, ask some questions a bit later on, because if you don't, your opponent might, and you might live to regret it. Looking at Vooch's scoreline in 34 minutes, He shot uh, seven from 18 from the floor, one from five from three-point line, one from one for the stripe for 16 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and one block. And another guy who I think is ridiculously interesting, especially while um, uh, Fultz is out, and I think he's uh, someone, if you haven't been streaming already, Terrence Ross. 
Only got 22 minutes tonight. Shot six from nine from the floor, five from six from deep, three from four from the charity stripe for 20 points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal, and a block. Terrence Ross is one guy I would certainly, if you're not streaming him, put him on the end of your bench so your opponents don't. And, uh, yeah, look, go and grab him. The bruise letter. It's back, baby. Yes, back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. What is it? Well, it's in. Ultimate Fantasy Nuggets from our founder, Aaron Bruski in his exclusive email newsletter that he is writing. You can't find this exclusive content anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on a podcast or social media. It's only the email newsletter. You can sign up and get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash brewsletter2021, brewers in B-R-E-W-S letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash brewsletter2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. Let's have a look at the third game for the day. And what a corker of a game in a massively high-scoring affair. The Washington Wizards... Now, two for six, 136, got defeated by the Philadelphia 76ers, the 7-1 Philly 76ers, 141. We'll start on the Washington side and a guy who's definitely going to be on the cover, Bradley Beal, a career-high 60 points, and that just was not enough. He uh, he was, you know, sensational from the jump. He dropped, um, you know, 13 points in the first 10 minutes, he had 32 on 16 shots at halftime. He got his buckets with great efficiency, going 20 of 35 from the field and 13 from 15 from the free throw line with seven threes, five dimes and one steal, four turnovers across 38 minutes. But ultimately, it just was not enough, and the Wizards picked up their sixth loss of the season. Rusty, Russell Westbrook, dislocated his finger towards the end of the game so he could miss both games of the upcoming back-to-back. So Beal is on track for an electric, electric weekend. Westbrook uh, dislocated a finger on his right hand, but he finished with 20 points, 12 assists, 8 rebounds, 3 triples, 3 steals and a block with 6 turnovers. If he does sit, be prepared to to not have him on Friday. Round Neto should again be uh, a spot starter when Rusty, uh, Rusty sits. He'll be someone to consider as a streamer, that's for sure, or uh, pretty good on a DFS punt play as well. Uh, Davis Bertan scored 17 points on 6 of 15 shooting to go with four triples, four rebounds, one assist, two steals, and two turnovers in 33 minutes off the bench for him. This is more or less what you come to expect from Bertans most nights, minus the steals, I guess. And it was his second straight game with minutes in the 30s. It looked like he's finally got his conditioning where it needs to, uh, which isn't great news for the rookie Avdia, as the uptick in minutes for Bertans has resulted in the rookie's minutes declining into the teams. Avdia finished uh, the loss with just one point, one block on 16 minutes off the bench. Looking at the Philly side and Joel Embiid with a monster stat line, tallying 38 points, eight rebounds, three three-pointers, five assists, three steals, three blocks, and five turnovers across 37 minutes. 
Embiid was coming off a season-low 14-point performance when he got things back on track tonight. He became just the first 76er since Julius Irving to record a 35-5-5-3-3 stat line. He's currently ranked in the top five on the year with averages of 25.3 points, 11.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.3 triples, which is a career high, and 1.3 steals, which is a career high, 1.9 swats and 2.9 turnovers, which is a career low per game on 52 shooting from the field, another career high, and 83.6% from the free throw line. Guess what? Yep, that's another career high for Joel Embiid. Big Jojo, as long as he can stay healthy, he shouldn't have any trouble continuing to flirt with these numbers. Seth Curry dropped a season high, 28 points. Yes, I said Seth, not Steph. Seth Curry. 28 points, 11 of 14 shooting to go with six triples, five rebounds, three assists, and one turnover in 36 minutes. He only scored 11 points in the blowout win on Monday, but he surpassed that mark in the first quarter of today's game, dropping 15 points in the first 10 minutes with just one missed field goal. Uh, He's having himself a career year as the starting two guard in Philly, flirting with top 40 value as well, behind the averages of 17 uh, points, 3.6 assists, 3.1 threes, and just 1.5 turnovers per game on a 60.3% shooting. He's obviously not going to shoot such a sky-high field percentage for the entire season, but it's a reliable source of points and triples. Steady stream of dimes as well. Good work if you got Seth Curry and Aussie Ben. Ben Simmons had a 17-point, 12-assist double-double tonight. Simmons got off to a hot start in this one, not missing a single shot through the first half of action. He finished with 7 of 9 from the field and 3 from 6 from the free throw line whilst adding six rebounds, two steals, and three turnovers in his 36 minutes off-floor time. Tobias Harris also had a solid game with 19 points, seven boards, three assists, three triples, and two turnovers in 41 minutes. Michael Jordan's Charlotte Hornets, knee Bobcats, (laughs) 102, got themselves the win over the 4-4 Atlanta Hawks. They only got 94. We'll start with the uh, Charlotte Hornets. And Gordon Haywood hit 15 of 25 shots, four three pointers, and 12 of uh, no, 10 of 12 free throws for a career high 44.7 rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block with just one turnover in the win over the Hawks. Injury concerns have wrecked Haywood's ADP over the last few seasons, but he's healthy and rolling for the Hornets, which is great to see. He's scored in double figures in every game this season and has been doing a nice job with the rebounds, the assists, the steals, the three-pointers, and has a block shot in three straight games. Unfortunately, he can't play against the Hawks every night, but you know what? Haywood has been great if you picked him up. Well done. LaMelo Ball hit six of 12 shots, shot two three-pointers for 16 points, eight rebounds, five assists, just one turnover for uh, LaMelo Ball, and he hasn't committed more than two turnovers in any game this season. Uh, And starter Devontae Graham has hit just 25 of 99 shots to start the season. You have to think Ball is on the verge of winning that starting point guard job, wouldn't you? I think so, but it's possible that the Hornets just like him coming off the bench with the second unit. Either way, he's early favourite for Rookie of the Year, Uh, something that if we get a chance to, I'll talk about those rookies a little bit later on. 
He's uh, played very, very well this year. Having Lamelo on your roster is a pretty fun experience, I'd hate to say. Um, and interesting enough, uh, Mr. J said it a couple of times with Anthony Edwards. Has uh, a rookie ever won six man of the year? Because Ball would almost be in that conversation as well. And DVG hit just 12 or 14 shots, continues his stinker when it comes to shooting. He hit two three-pointers for 11 points, four rebounds, seven to six uh, assists, and a season-high four steals in 39 minutes. Maybe an interesting buy-low option. And PJ Washington... Hit just three of eight shots with a three-pointer, but also finished with nine points, 10 rebounds, four assists, two steals, three blocks, you know, in the win over the Hawks. He's dealing with a sore thumb, which might have affected his shot, but he has had his best fantasy stat light of the season. He played 38 minutes, so it's uh, definitely worth rostering in all leagues until further notice, and hopefully those blocks will come at some point. You know, yes, okay, he hasn't had one in the previous five games, but at least he got some tonight. On the Hawks side of things, Clint Capella hit three of eight shots for seven points, a season-high 19 rebounds and an assist, and a steal in 26 minutes. Uh, He's still trying to find his sea legs, but he was a beast tonight, and his quality uh, racked up double-digit rebounds in five straight games now. He also has three double-doubles in his last four. His minutes were a little low tonight, but that's a good thing considering the Hawks were able to rest him when it became apparent they weren't going to win. He's playing himself very much into game shape and should be a second-half monster if he can stay healthy. Kevin Huerta uh, hit 7 of 15 shots, 5 three-pointers on his way to 19 points, which was a little bit interesting for him and probably the man who was the uh, right guy for the job when it comes to the Hawks. Try to keep them in it. John Collins, in 31 minutes, shot 9 of 16 for 56%, didn't try a 3, and shot 5 of 7 from the foul line for 23 points, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 steal in the double-double for John Collins. We go to our next game, and we look at Boston 107, just pipping the heat 105. And it was the rookie who got the last second layup shot to get the win for Boston. We'll talk about Peyton Pritchard in just a minute. But Jalen Brown double-doubled, 21 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 triples, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 1 turnover in 37 minutes. The only knock on Brown's stat line tonight is that he finished 8 from 23 from the field. He also knocked down both of his freebies, and he's shooting a career-high 73% from the foul line through the first nine games of the year. With Brown becoming a respectable free throw shooter and an elite steals guy averaging 1.6. The sky's the limit for him. He's he's currently flirting with top 20 value this season. Jason Tatum tonight scored a game high 27 points, 10 of 21 from the field, 2 of 2 from the free throw line in the win with 5 triples, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal and 2 turnovers in 38 minutes. Marcus Smart returned from injury and the kid that won it for them Peyton Pritchard was held to just 3 of 10 shooting, but he came through when it mattered the most, of course. He also got six points all up, six rebounds, four assists in 20 minutes off the bench. You know, it wasn't as impressive as his 23-point performance coming off the bench on Monday, but he entered the evening in the top three amongst the Celtics, plus minus at plus six. 
He also finished the game without a single turnover. He is going to be an important part of the Celtics rotation until Kemba Walker comes back. So he's worth a look in deep leagues for fantasy managers seeking some dimes and steals. He's a bit too inconsistent for standard standard settings, though. Um, And interestingly enough, I thought Aaron Naismith would be you know, the rookie to watch in Boston. But clearly, Peyton Pritchard has come out. These Celtics are experts. They certainly know what they were talking about. For the Heat, Jimmy Butler scored 26 points, 9 of 19 shooting to go with 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks over 33 minutes. Uh, Buckets. Jimmy Buckets was 0 from 3 from distance in this one, but he was nearly perfect at the stripe. 8 from 9. Finished with just one turnover. His ankle doesn't appear to be giving him too many issues, so I'd expect Jimmy Butler to be good to go for Miami's upcoming Friday and Saturday back-to-back set. Uh, For Jimmy Butler, though, I think he's a tight hold. I know a lot of people are concerned and want to try and sell him off. You've got to remember that playoff Jimmy Butler is not regular season Jimmy Butler. They are not two different people, and he always just finds this another level in the playoffs. What you hope in drafting him as high as you do is that he is going to find that playoff caliber you know, expectation during the regular season. So hold tight. He might be okay. A bit of a disappointing game for Tyler Hero. 34 minutes, 8.7 rebounds and assists on two from eight from shooting uh, the field, one from five from deep and only three from five from the foul line. But Bam Adebayo, that's the guy. He was the guy who did brilliantly well, flirted with a triple-double, 34 points, He shot uh, five from 10 from the floor, five from six from the charity stripe with just two turnovers for 15 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists, and two blocks. Bam Adebayo continuing to do pretty good things. Well, fellas, Valentine's Day is almost upon us. Yeah, I know. It's only just gotten into the new year, but you've got to start thinking about it. So make sure you're ready for wherever that night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Your girl can't think of what to get you this year. Tell her to give you the gift that's for you and her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology. It's also waterproof, uh, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and sink, especially when it comes time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. And let's be real, you've smelled worse down there before. That's why I'm thankful for their Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and and sticking. And their products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The Perfect Package 3.0 will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxes that you'll keep your junk fresh all day, and it's time to upgrade those pair of boxes to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxes, easily the comfiest boxes I've had. Uh, complete your grooming game uh, with the refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. It's the same signature scent that is in all Manscaped's formulas. The cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. This is the perfect package for you 
and the perfect for your package. Uh, get 20% off, free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off, free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the code HoopBall20. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. Let's look at the next game, the Jazz. 100, got beaten by the Knicks. 112. How good are these Knicks going? Tom Thibodeau has really done something to these guys. The Jazz started off well, have now slumped to four and four. The Knicks five and three. We'll start on the Jazz side. Jordan Clarkson hit seven of 12 shots, hit three three pointers for 19 points, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He's quietly scored in double figures in all but one game this season and has been stealing the ball quite nicely. He's a scorer and a three-point specialist, but the nine steals in eight games should put him on the radar to be rostered in just about every 12-team league. He scored double digits in three games, so an instant offense off the Jazz bench. Ladies and gentlemen, if he is on your waiver wire, go and get him. Don't ask questions. Uh, If you already have him, maybe you want to try and sell him high. Because uh, I'm not entirely sure that this will continue for Jordan Clarkson. Jingles, Joe Ingles, he hit six of 13 shots for four three pointers on his way to a season high 16 points, two rebounds, three assists in 28 minutes. Not surprisingly, he got it going on a night when Mike Conley was struggling. Uh, Conley hit just three or 14 shots, but Jingles still isn't worth rostering in most 12-team leagues, but he's playing well enough to at least be on your watch list, maybe be a streamer. And Mike Conley, uh, as I said, three or 14 shots, zero from six from downtown, nine points, four rebounds, six assists, and a steal in 29 points. Bojan struggles continued with two of 10 shooting, and Don Mitch hit just eight of 23 shots in the loss. Conley scored 33 points with seven dimes on New Year's Day, but has been pretty bad over the last couple of games, averaging just 8.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists and a steal, and a 1.0 three-pointers over his last two, hitting just six of 24 shots in them. He'll be right to ship sooner rather than later, so don't do anything rash, though, with Conley, I think. Let's have a look at the next side. Alfred Payton hit 10 of 15 shots for 22 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and a steal with just one turnover. He ran circles around Mike Conley tonight and has quietly scored double figures in six straight games after a slow start to the season. Payton hasn't hit a three-pointer in four straight games and isn't really a steals guy, but he's been playing well for Tom Thibodeau and he's uh, worth grabbing if you have someone to cut. He's playing well, and he's helped the Knicks to win three straight games. Another guy who should not be on a waiver wire. Austin Rivers came off the bench to hit 9 of 14 shots, five triples for a season-high 23 points, three rebounds, two assists, and two steals in 32 minutes. It's nice to have Austin Rivers in the side. He's definitely uh, a guy worth streaming. You know, the Knicks aren't stacked at the guard position. He scored 23, 8, and 15 points with 10 three-pointers in the last three games. Definitely worth a look in 12-team uh, league, leagues. If your waiver wire is lean, uh, I'd certainly go and rush out and grab him if I could. Mitch Robb played a career-high 41 minutes, hit four of six shots on his way to nine points, a season high, 13 rebounds, two assists, three steals, and three blocks with just two personal fouls in Wednesday's surprising win. Here we go. The minutes and the lack of fouls were huge, 
and he filled the stat sheet as well. Robinson may never be a big scorer, but if he can stay out of foul trouble and play 30 minutes a night, the sky is definitely the limit. He hasn't had a mind-blowing stat line this season, though, but tonight was pretty close. And with Narlene's Noel sitting out and reportedly disgruntled in New York, the future is looking pretty bright for Robinson. And Julius Randle kept his foot on the gas, hitting 10 of 26 shots, missing all five of his shots from deep, finishing with the season-high 30 points, 16 rebounds and seven assists. He scored at least 25 points in five of his eight games this season and has hit double-digit rebounds in six straight games. He's not a great steals and blocks guy and that's zero from 10 from downtown over the last two, but he has hit 11 three-pointers this season. He's an obvious number one option for the Knicks offense and somehow the Knicks have won three straight games. Our next game, the Detroit Pistons won 15 Went down to the Bucks one thirty. The Pistons one and seven on the year. The Bucks five and three as they try and get themselves into the playoffs and closer to getting Giannis a championship. We'll start on the Pistons side, and Blake Griffin went just two for nine from the field, five from six from the line for nine points over twenty six minutes. He earned the inevitable task of trying to go toe to toe with Giannis and Tatumbo. Uh, pretty much to went as you'd expect. He had uh, one rebound, five assists, one steal, and one turnover while he was out there. He missed all six of his three-point attempts. Continues look like a guy who just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, players who rely on their athleticism tend to have steep declines after their 30s. Blake Griffin turns 32 this season. So, uh, yeah, look, if you can sell him, I would be moving on if you have him. Uh, Jerem... Uh, Jeremy Grant continues to do beastly type things. 35 minutes, he shot 9 from 20 for 45% from the floor. 2 from 6 from deep and hit all 11 of his shots from the foul line for 31 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double and 1 assist. And uh, another guy who did some great things and very soon I think is going to be the permanent starting point guard for the Detroit Pistons in Sadiq Bay. In 24 minutes, got himself a double-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists and a steal. Short four, uh, 6 from 14 from the floor, ten, uh, 6 from 10 from deep, which is just mind-blowingly great. And uh, two from two from the charity stripe with just the one turnover as well for Sadiq Bay. On the Bucks side of things, Giannis. Yes, let's have a look at where that guy ended up. 28 minutes he played, 25 points, eight rebounds, four assists, and one block. Shot eight for 15 from the floor. One from five from deep. He got that three. Still struggling at the foul line. Eight from 14 with five turnovers for Giannis, which is a bit tough. Drew Holiday is doing Drew Holiday-type things and still trying to settle into this Bucks lineup. Played 30 minutes, got 10 points, five rebounds, six assists. Shot four from 11 from the floor, missed all three of his shots from deep. Uh, got one turnover and uh, was that two from two from the charity stripe, Brooke Lopez. You know, starting to warm up on the season, 17 points, four rebounds, five assists, two blocks, shot four from seven from deep, six from nine from the field, one from one from the charity stripe. Uh, Definitely another pig man if you need some uh, blocks and and rebounds, etc. And Bobby Portis, people hate him. I agree. Look, people do not like him when it comes to fantasy. He struggled in a lot of his time. 
But the guy has been consistent, if nothing else, this season. And if you're not going to stream him, he's certainly worth a speculative ad at the end of your bench in 12 teams. At this point, he played 28 minutes, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals. Shot 7 from 11 from the floor, 2 from 5 from deep, with just 1 turnover for Bobby Portis. The next game, OKC 111, the Pelicans 110 in what was a ridiculously close game. Heartbreaking, I believe, was the words from the guys on the Pelicans pod for hoop ball. Uh, that should be out now. Their reaction, they would be in tears. So uh, go and have a listen to that one. The Pels were in front with about 12 seconds left to go until a foul got Grant Hill to the line for two uh, free throws, and he was successful in those. Uh, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a three-point shot with two seconds left in an attempt uh, to win the game. It missed. New Orleans got a rebound but just could not get it in the basket to finish. We'll start on the OKC side of things. Darius Baisley hit 8 of 20 shots and 3 of 11 three-pointers for 20 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists and a steal in 34 minutes. That's already his third double-double of the season. How good is that? And it's only a matter of time before you won't be able to grab him off waiver-wise anymore. Not that I think he's on there. He led his team in a shot attempts and was the second in minutes played tonight. It's time for Baisley to be rostered in every single league. Speaking of an OKC guy rostered in every league, SGA, he hit seven of 17 shots, two three-pointers for 21 points, five rebounds, nine assists, and five steals. Grant Hill might have hit the game-winning free throw, but SGA was the man in this one. He had a total of three steals for the season and nearly doubled that number with tonight's five swipes. The nine dimes tied his season high, and he's now hit 13 three-pointers in seven games. A lot of people were really high on SGA. I wasn't. I thought he could well be a bust, and now that his steals are on track, his fantasy value should start tracking as well. The early season lack of steals appears to be a bit of a fluke. And Lou Dodd started again, played 31 minutes, hit three or four shots, but finished with just nine points, one rebound, one assist, and one triple. There were plenty of young players who got a boost tonight. Cole Anthony, uh, Halliburton, who we'll talk about shortly, and Dort hasn't really turned heads since he blew up for 26 points and five triples back on December 28th. I'm not going to tell you to drop Dort, as he should have a nice season as long as he's starting for OKC. But he's been pretty quiet in four straight games. Maybe you can drop him with the hopes of getting him back before he heats up. But be careful. I don't necessarily know that he'll make it back to you, although he definitely should. On the Pelican side, heartbreaking loss. But Stephen Adams with a triple-double, 34 points against his old team. Uh, 34 minutes against his old team, 10 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists with one steal. Shot four of five from the floor, only two of five from the charity stripe, though. Brendan Ingram with another double-double in 36 minutes, 24 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Shot uh, nine from 15 from the floor and missed all two shots from deep. Six of six from the foul line with only the two turnovers. Lonzo Ball had four turnovers, shot six from 18 from the floor, two from nine from deep in 15 points with four rebounds and four assists. And Zion, he got himself in 32 minutes, 29 points, six rebounds, one assist, three steals. 
12 from 17 from the floor, which is a nice percentage, which is good. Zion, five for six from the foul line, which is a little bit better and only two turnovers for him and only three fouls as well for the man we know as the beast that is Zion Williamson. Three more games to go in tonight's slate. We're getting there. And the Raptors went down to the Suns. 115 to 123. The Suns moved to 6 and 2 and the Raptors 1 and 6. Who would have thought? Does anyone think Nick Nurse could be on the hot seat here and in a little bit of trouble? I don't think so, but it's definitely worth something that may uh, may be worth a thought anyway. Pascal Siakam, now that he's not in the dog box for uh, you know, getting into foul trouble, got himself 38 minutes tonight. Got 32 points, nine rebounds, three assists to steal, and a block. Shot 11 from 21 from the field, uh, one from four from deep, nine from 14 from the foul line. We expect a little bit better, but that, um, you know, great game from Pascal Siakam certainly kept the Raptors in it with a chance. Uh, OG Ananobi in 38 minutes got 20 points, eight rebounds. And a steal, 8 from 10 from the floor, 3 from 5 from deep in that Swiss Army knife kind of role that he continues to play. And Kyle Lowry had himself a bit of a game as well, flirted with that double-double, 38 minutes, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, 9 from 15 from the floor, 3 from 8 from deep, 3 from 3 from the foul line for him. On the Phoenix side, DeAndre Ayton continues to up his game with a double-double. He shot five from eight from the floor, missed his only shot from deep, got one of one from the foul line in 11, with 11 points, 16 rebounds and one assist in 31 minutes. If you manage to buy low on DeAndre Ayton, good work because uh, this guy will continue to go up in value. Devin Booker tonight, uh, six from 14 from the field, three from eight from deep, nine from 10 from the foul line for 24 points, one rebound and six assists in 34 minutes. And Jay Crowder, a guy who I added in a couple of leagues just because I needed some power forward help and the waiver wire looked a little bit thin. Tonight shot seven from 11 from the floor, got uh, six from nine from deep, one from two from the foul line for 21 points, three rebounds and a steal in 35 minutes. Definitely should be uh, starting to be owned in most leagues, I would think. Second last game for the day. My Chicago Bulls could not get it done. They led for a while. They're now four and five. Lost one twenty-four to one twenty-eight to the four and four Sacramento Kings. And we'll start on the Bulls side. And a very much improved, almost a breakout type game from Kobe White. So if you have him, congratulations on being patient. He improved his field goal percentage to 65.2%, 15 from 23 from the floor, four of nine from deep as well to go with two from two from the charity stripe to get 36 points with three rebounds, seven assists in 40 minutes for Kobe White. Good work. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. with another double-double in 30 minutes tonight. He shot four of nine from the field, three or four from the free throw line. Didn't try one from deep, but... I think we've come to expect some of that, even though we thought maybe Billy Donovan might change some things for Wendell Carter Jr. For 11 points, 17 rebounds, and four assists. And Zach Levine 
continues to just be Zach Levine and do studly things. 36 minutes, 13 from 24 from the field, 3 from 11 from deep, 3 from 5 from the free throw line, 32 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block for him. The Sacramento Kings, unfortunately, De'Aaron Fox went down with a hammy injury. We'll have to monitor that one. He only managed five minutes in this game, but it seemed to be Marvin Bagley after his dad said, please trade him. He came out and had a mammoth game in 29 minutes, shot eight from 14 from the floor, three from five from three-point land, two from two from the free throw line to get himself 21 points. 12 rebounds, two steals, two blocks in, as I said, 29 minutes. Rashawn Holmes in 29 minutes also shot 10 from 11 from the field, missed his only shot from deep, hit four of six from the charity stripe as well for 24 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and one steal. And the guy who, interestingly enough, come out and started at point guard in the second half, Tyrese Halliburton, got 34 and a half minutes, shot seven from 15 from the floor, three from seven from deep, didn't get to the line. So I guess it wasn't all that aggressive. For 17 points, seven rebounds, six assists, three steals, and a block. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the NBA, my friend. He was the one rookie who I was the most highest on all preseason. If you got him in Dynasty, you'll be laughing all the way to the bank, I reckon, with that one. Before we get into our last game, though, I have to have a word to you about our friends at mybookie.ag. And ever since I've started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips and I always get asked, you know, who am I going to back? Ohio State, Alabama, uh, have I got, you know, Rogers, Mahomes, who was going to win the Heisman, who's going to win MVP, and I tell you what I tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets, the one sports will guarantee to give me the best lines for the National Championship College game on January 11th against Ohio State and Alabama and on every NFL playoff game. You know me, you know that I don't give my stamp of approval out too easily to earn it. You've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up and enter the promo code HoopBall and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1,000 schmackaroos. Head to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. The best uh, bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Please gamble responsibly. The last game of today. The Clippers, the Golden State Warriors. The 4-4 four and four now Golden State Warriors, 101. Lost at home to the Clippers, 108. Clips now move to 6-3. and three. After that hot start, they've been a little bit indifferent lately. And we'll start with the Clippers. And uh, Serge Barker got himself a double-double in 34 minutes. He shot 5 of 13 from the floor, 1 from 4 from deep, 1 from 1 from the charity stripe for 12 points, 14 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 1 block as well. Paul George returned from his apparent 
injury where I think it was just the fact that he was sitting uh, in 38 minutes, 21 points, 12 rebounds in another double-double for PG-13, two assists and a steal, shot five from 15 from the floor, two from six from deep, nine from nine, though, from the charity stripe and Kawhi Leonard had another decent game in 35 minutes, 21 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, and a block to go with seven from 12 from the floor. Missed all three shots from deep, got to the line seven times and hit all seven of them. For the Warriors, let's have a look at Andrew Wiggins, who top scored or equal top scored for them with 19 points, one rebound, three assists, one steal, eight from 12 from the floor, two or four from deep, one of one from the foul line. Uh, He equal top scored with Eric Paschal, who uh, got himself... 20 minutes, got 19 points, three rebounds and an assist. Shot 50% from the floor, missed all three shots from deep as well. Uh, Kelly Oubre continued to stink up his shooting with four from 13 from the floor and missed all six shots from deep. He really should just stop hitting threes or trying to hit threes. And Steph Curry, after a massive game, has now come back down to earth in 34, 35 minutes, 13 points, four rebounds, five assists, one steal, shot five from 17 from the floor. That's disappointing. One from six from three, two from four. Uh, Clippers clearly just defensively dominant in that game. Now, I've got a few questions that was asked. Andy uh, reached out on Facebook and he asked, is Whiteside going to be dropped by the Kings after uh, being a scratch for somewhat of the second game? Look, he, he's certainly just not going to be dropped, although I think he's got a fairly uh, team-friendly contract. Will they look to trade him? Probably not. I don't. You, what would you get for him? I don't think you'd get much for him unless a team desperately needs a big man help. I think they he is just going to continue to ride the pine at this point, and I... If you have him, he is definitely a drop in a 12-team league. Um, you know, a deep league, you'd I'd probably drop him too. Rashawn Holmes is the man moving forward uh, for the Kings, and that just should not be too hard to do. So go out there and, and you know, um, drop him if you've got him. Uh, Nathan hit us up on the Mr. Jolly and the Harlander Facebook page. Go out there and check that one out. Uh, from a dynasty perspective, which rookies have impressed me thus far and who have been disappointing? Well, I mentioned Tyrese Halliburton, who's been doing great things uh, in his opportunity uh, this season uh, and will continue to, especially if Darren Fox spends any time out. LaMelo Ball has impressed me. I didn't think that guy would do as well as what he's doing. I thought he would be, you know, uh, Lonzo 2.0 and maybe a slightly lesser version of Lonzo um, and has been doing great stuff. And Pritchard is another guy who has really come out of the woodwork who I thought um, would not really play much. And I thought Naismith would be the rookie for Boston that everyone would want. Alternatively, Naismith's barely had a run, so that's somewhat disappointing. Killian Hayes as well has been absolutely dreadful uh, as well this season. Oh, and the one guy I forgot for the Bulls, Pat Will. Whilst he started really hot, uh, Otto Porter with uh, Laurie Marketing out with the, in the COVID protocol has really sort of taken a lot of that Pat Will, scruff of the neck type stuff, but he's still been rather consistent. For So they're the guys who I'd get. Um, 
Killian Hayes, from what I've seen, a buy low in Dynasty. I think better days are ahead for him. He will turn the corner at some point. I would rush out and I would probably try and pick up Peyton Pritchard too in Dynasty. Conley Anthony's impact now that Fultz is out. As I said, go and get him off the waiver wire and ask questions later. Uh, In a points league in particular, he's going to get the minutes uh, with the amount of time that he gets, we'd like to hope his shooting percentage will increase and get better uh, as he gets more time. Whether that happens, I don't know. If you can manage to work your way around it or punt field goal percentage, um, fantastic. No worries. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, sorry, that was Stephen who asked about Cole Anthony. Uh, Rui wants uh, me to talk about the Detroit Pistons. Well, they're just an absolute. You know, they're a mess. They're in a absolute mess. I think they need to move on from Blake Griffin sooner rather than later. I would, if I were them, probably let Derek Rose have a bit more time to take some of that pressure off Killian Hayes because clearly the kid at this point is just not making it. And and Rose has been pretty effective when he's been coming off the bench. And DeLon Wright, for some reason, is just a, a, a no-show. And so I don't think... Delon Ryan is in their plans either at this point. It's clearly Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant's team moving forward with some help from uh, Plumley as a big, uh, and I, and I think Demboya and Sadiq Bay will be you know a bit of a force from the young power forward kind of position moving forward. And will Corey Joseph, thanks to Carl who reached out, Corey Joseph, will he get more minutes with Fox out? Look, Corey Joseph's been playing a ton of minutes off the bench um, in, you know, what we thought would happen and Brewski thought would happen with uh, a team like Sacramento wanting to try and tank. So I don't necessarily think that he will get an increase in minutes. I think he will just consistently stay in the mid to high 20 minute uh, range Tyrese Halliburton's the one who is going to, you know, be extremely lucky out of that one. So if Fox misses any time and that kid is on the waiver wire. Now, I I know he is currently ranked in somewhat the the 60s, the 70s for the season in nine cat leagues. If he is miraculously somehow on your waiver wire, and he has been, uh, I have seen him uh, in the last couple of days, then go and get him. There is no ifs, no buts about it. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, if Fox is out, go and get him because he will be worth a pickup. Hey, that's it for me. Thanks very much for joining me and this, the box score breakdown presented by HoopBall. Please go uh, subscribe, like, comment, rate, review, all that stuff on our podcast on on Spotify, Apple iTunes, on the Hoop Dashboard website, Stitcher, all that sort of stuff, wherever you can. Please go and do so. That helps us immensely. You can hit me up on Twitter at the Harlander23. My co-host, Mr. Jolly, he'll be back tomorrow with a special guest to review. The five slate of games that we have on for tomorrow, and I guess there's a few late ones headlined by the Lakers and the Spurs yet again. Uh, Who else have we got? And the 76ers and the Nets. Red hot game. Keep your eye out for that one. Mr. Jolly, you can find him on Twitter. And Mr. Jolly of Sydney, hit us up. Ask us questions. Hit us up on Facebook at Mr. Jolly and the Harlander as well. Ask us whatever you can. We'll endeavour to answer them on this very pod. Hope you have a great Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you're tuning in. 
and I'll talk to you guys a bit later. G'day, thanks very much for joining me. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.